I'm Lauren. I'm an alcoholic. And I want to start off by saying a happy birthday to Frankie and to Carrie. And congratulations to the chip takers. And of course, welcome to the newcomers. What a relief it was to find out that I'm an alcoholic. And like the doctor's opinion said, it wasn't enough for me to learn that I was maladjusted to life mentally defective and full flight from reality. But I had to understand that I have a physical sickness as well. I started drinking at age 16. And within a few years, I turned into the real thing. And I don't think that there was ever any question that I was drinking more than than everybody I was surrounding myself with. Um, I recall a time when I graduated from college, a girlfriend of mine, from my hometown, we went to the same high school, went to the same university, and we were gonna meet on Second Street in Long Beach for a beer and to play some pool. And I remember ordering that pitcher of beer and pouring my glass, pouring her glass, and then pouring my second glass and pouring my third glass and kind of looking over and she's still on her first beer. And I'm thinking, you know, I hope she doesn't plan on hanging out all night. You know, I, I just, I couldn't be friends with people that didn't drink excessively like me. I had far too much pride to, to show that I, how, how, how little control I had over alcohol. Um, and so I entered the business world and, you know, things seemed like they would be bright and my future was, you know, shining. And, and after a few failed attempts at a, at a, a career in business, I decided I should educate myself more and go get my master's degree in business. And maybe that would do it. And the more I would learn, the, the more successful I would be in this material world. And I thought maybe I should be an event planner. You know, I certainly had experience with planning parties. And I remember I called my sister and I told her about my idea. And her response was, you're not an event planner, Lauren, you're an alcoholic. And apparently she was right. And so eventually I found my way into the rooms for the first time, January 4th, 2008. Relapse is a part of my story. And I came in with the expectation that if I could remove what you guys called this physical sickness by abstaining from alcohol, then I could treat this program like it was a self-help guide. And I could go to meetings and hear from all these motivational speakers. And I could take the information I got from the program and go out and achieve some sort of material success in the real world. Um, and after a few years of staying sober, and I wouldn't say that I was miserable and I wouldn't say that I was a dry drunk, but nothing that I had had in my life was enough. My healthy relationship wasn't good enough. My job title wasn't important enough. My paycheck wasn't high enough. And after four and a half years sober, I relapsed. And I don't have to tell everybody that this is a progressive illness. And my um, relapse did not turn out well. It led me into homelessness. I lost my car. I lost my job. And I was sleeping in the parking structure using my student ID from the school that I had obtained my master's degree in business from to shower and store my clothes in the locker, what little I had left. And so by the grace of God, 
I came back to the room September 15th, 2018. And I had nothing and I had nobody. And that's exactly where I needed to be for me to see that in that beginning of the book, it's already said, and I must have missed it, that we work out our solution on a spiritual and an altruistic plane. And I think if I could just reiterate what Frankie just shared with us, it's absolutely the right way to work the program and what what I try to do um, this time around. And I missed the boat with helping somebody else. I was more concerned with helping myself. And I missed the boat with what it meant to live a spiritual life. And I understood what spirituality meant because I had a God of my understanding when I came back to the program. And I had seen that I was creating a history with them that I had already gotten from homelessness to the doors of Alcoholics Anonymous again. And I could trust him that he was gonna walk me through some tough things already and had walked me through some tough things already and was gonna carry me from that day forward with whatever it was that I was gonna walk through. You know, and it, it, it says in the book that the book is suggestive only, you know, and, and I know me, I love to read the book and learn as much as I can. And that's going to manifest um, into some sort of spirituality. And it just never worked that way for me. The intellectual approach uh, did not work for me in this program. And so if God's going to continue to disclose things to me, then I've got to stay connected to him. And I've got to do what Frankie talked about. And I've got to see him in everything. I've got to see him in the grocery line, you know, at the grocery store. I've got to see him in the flat tire that I get. I have to see him in the blood work results at the doctor's appointment. And I have to continue to have that, these open conversations with God. And, and like I said, I'm starting to create this history. I trust him with things. I give him things. I turn things over. And those things turn out okay. And all of a sudden, God becomes my go-to guy for when I have a problem. And it wasn't like that before. Um, on, on the altruistic plane that they talk about, that we work out our solution on the altruistic plane and the spiritual plane, uh, what that looks like for me is I'm of service. I have a commitment. Um, but first, I had to clear away the wreckage of my past. And I did that by working the 12 steps and establishing a relationship with another woman in the program who selflessly gave her time to me to walk me through those steps so that in gratitude, I was more than happy to take another woman through those steps. Um, I have a commitment and I have a home group and I have a home group because I want people to know who I am and where I am in, in the program and, and how I'm feeling and what's going on. And by doing that, I've had a I have a handful of good, sober friends today. And all that reminds me being of service, having friends, having a fellowship, um, carrying the message, working with uh, other women. All those reminds me, all that reminds me today that, that it's not about me. Um, I am so grateful for this program. And I don't think if I hadn't have walked through what I walked through, I would be able to appreciate the things that I have today. And, and I don't live in the material realm anymore. I don't, I don't walk in that world. Those things come as a result of me taking the next indicated step 
and taking my life directly to God. And, and sometimes they come, sometimes they don't. And it's all okay. I don't have to predict the future anymore. And that makes it a lot easier for me. Um, I think that is that all the time I have it. Where am I on time? I didn't, I forgot to start my timer. <laughs> Three more minutes. Okay. Um, gosh. Okay. So I really hate to talk when it's just my ego talking and, and not coming straight from the heart. So, you know, if you don't mind, I'm just going to end the share there. Um, thank you for letting me share.